All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 16. Um, on on very, very somber news, kind of like last episode. Um, at this point, we have just entered full grief counseling mode. Uh, the Warriors have been eliminated in a best of seven Western Conference playoff series to and of all teams to all teams, the Los Angeles Lakers. It's it's probably as bad as it could possibly be. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I definitely think that I would have preferred to to lose to the Kings. Um, Absolutely. Only only the only stipulation is that if we could have gotten that 50 point game from Steph Curry at some point. Because that was special. You know, I don't want to like ever, you know, I don't want to like, like not have that moment, but to lose to the Lakers, who, if you go back on this podcast and, you, you know, pick an episode, yeah. <laughs> we're going to be saying some, yeah. some pretty terrible things about this year's yeah. Los Angeles Lakers. Yep. And I know. for them to come back and be the ones who knock us out, that just. Yeah. Well, right. I've, I've made a, a media personality out of myself of, you know, by being a Laker hater. Um, and an obnoxious Warriors fan. Um, so as 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 a member of the media and as a media personality, this was the worst thing that could have happened to me in a, you know, I've spent the last year and some change shitting on the Lakers um, and, you know, hailing the Warriors as God's chosen team. Um, and the Lakers just eliminated the Warriors. So um, that that really sucks. Um but moving into things, um, one thing I noticed, um, a lot of people at ESPN are preying on the Warriors' downfall. Um, I saw, you know, Kendrick, per I'm sure this is the best thing that has ever happened to Ken. I'm sure Kendrick Perkins is happier now than when he actually won a championship with the Celtics way back in the Stone Age. Yep. Um, yep, and definitely. so, yeah, so Kendrick Perkins, you know, is celebrating this like the birth of his daughter, I'm sure. Um, and Ramona Shelburne, too. I saw this on Instagram today. You know, it. She said, "Draymond's Draymond Green's punch not only knocked out Jordan Poole, but like knocked out their championship aspirations." And I'm like, first, okay, first of all, that's fake news because the punch didn't. You know, yes, Draymond punched yes. Jordan Poole. He, it didn't knock him out. <laughs> it did not. I've been hearing this too recently. Everyone keeps referring to this punch as a knockout. It was yeah. like he knocked fake Jordan Poole out. That's not true. That is not what happened. That is yeah, blatant misinformation. Um. So yeah, a lot, you know, and, and you know, maybe, maybe it's just a sign that we're at the top, but a lot of people, a lot of people are very excited that we've lost, but yeah, you, know, you, you got to take it as a compliment. You know, that's, that's true. And I would say that like so much of why I didn't want to lose was because I knew that that was going to happen because of course, mm -hmm. you know, everyone wants the Warriors to lose. And, and when it happens, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's time to celebrate. It's, a it's holiday, kind of like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, I've participated in the celebration of other teams losing many times, many times, <laughs> yeah. um, particularly the Los Angeles Clippers. I love it because every single year they lose and it's it's lit like it's like, like no, yeah. one, no one wants them to win because there's no one out here who like supports the Clippers like in any right. way. And like they, once they get any slimmer, of, slimmer, is that a word um, of hope? Slimmer. And then sliver, that's the word that I was yeah. looking for of hope. And then they lose. It's just like party time. So um, you got to take it if you're going to dish it. Uh, yeah. But it definitely hurts. It hurts. Um, I yeah. want to ask. I want to ask you, Ryan. Mm -hmm. um, after losing this year to the second in the second round, how do you feel about last year's championship? Does it change anything about your feelings for last year? Um. No. Um. 
I'm I'm not sure if you were expecting me to say it makes me cherish it more or cherish it less. Um, I, personally, I was expecting you to say it makes you cherish it more because that's definitely how I feel. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, no, I I agree. I, I I was wondering if you were expecting me to say cherish it less or like for no. for me to make it salty. Well, no. I don't know, maybe you know, because this is essentially the same team, so maybe it makes sure. me feel a little bit different about the team. But no, certainly not. Um, the only reason I don't think I cherish it more is because I don't think I could possibly cherish it anymore. I think okay, that's I'm pretty much that's yeah exactly yeah I think I'm pretty I, much maxed out in how much I appreciate last year's championship. Um, actually, I actually wrote about this as in a, a um um a paper as a uh, wrote about it in a paper in one of my classes. Um, the 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 main story of my paper is you know getting the dog, um, and how that mm -hmm. sort of lined up with me going through a hard time a year ago. Um, mm -hmm. but I also I also brought up how the Warriors championship run you know it really did mean a lot to me. Yeah. Um, you know, not, not to make it bigger than basketball, but you know, you, you know, um, and mm -hmm. I'm sure that the three people that listen to this are close enough to me. They probably all know too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, la last year I was going through a rough time and like, you know, the warriors, you know, get, you know, after two years of going through a rough time, you know, getting back, uh, to the promised yeah. land like that, that was very, very meaningful to me. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty maxed out in how much I enjoy and appreciate and cherish last year's championship. That makes sense. The only issue that I found myself in was that after we had won the championship last year, which was an incredible moment, and like yeah. I didn't think it was going to happen, but then once it happened, it was so affirming of every like of, of my yes. my beliefs in the Warriors <laughs> that I, I was thinking about that too earlier today. We could never lose again. Like we <laughs> yeah. were going to win every championship for yeah. the rest of history. Like no, I was <laughs> exactly. I was I was pretty excited to getting ring number seven and being better than MJ's yeah. Bulls. Um. Yeah. No, yeah, like I I what I was thinking about earlier today is, you know, last year we seemed pretty confident that the Warriors were going to get at least one more ring with this core and I'm, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like we whether verbally or not, we kind of set the over under at one and a half more championships that this team gets. Now we have to really reassess that. Yeah, that's definitely true. I think a lot of things have changed when you look at the future of the Warriors now after we have lost this series. Um, and we can we can start getting into to you know the players and all that, but I think that the 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 biggest thing that I see that's different between now and then is 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 we believe that we had this two timeline thing, and we talked about it a lot, mm -hmm. where it was you know there's the Steph Clay Dre timeline, and then there's the Wiggins Pool Kaminga Wiseman timeline, and I think that after the way that Jordan Poole played, and and after. Jonathan or James Wiseman just not really progressing at all and eventually <laughs> the way that he got and, traded and isn't on the team anymore yes um th that's just completely out the window now like there's no second timeline uh for the Warriors anymore dude you're 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 listening way too much to what to what ESPN has to say um wait, wait, no, wait. No, no. are you are you a truther what, what kind of truther are you <laughs> I want to know like, are you a um no I no, no, no. I don't I, um honestly a little bit of a moody truther um just okay, a little though because moody, moody got moody got moody's minutes went up every game this playoffs yeah. um and he played well and he was like you know i i think the reason you know the reason we lost is because we missed a lot of shots you know don't overthink it it's really hard to well there are two reasons we lost but one of them is you know when you miss a lot of shots it's really difficult to win basketball games you know in my uh, 10, 11, 12 years of watching basketball. That's one thing I've noticed is the team that is better at making shots usually wins. Um, and the Warriors were not better at making shots, um, especially when it counted. Um, but Moody, Moody was, you know, Moody's always been good at defense or at least good enough 
Um, and he was staying in the corner and hitting his corner threes. And it's like, what more, you know, when you have other guys on the floor who do other things, you're like, that's what you want Moody to do. And Moody did it well. Um, anyways. Sorry, Moody was, I just wanted to say also that Moody was absolutely perfect in every, everything yes. that he did. There was nothing. And that a long time wrong. coming too. Yeah, seriously. And, and long time coming. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have guessed it either because the way that the, the season was going, it was like, all right, Kaminga has put himself in a different tier than Moody. You know, Kaminga is like an actual role player. Like I'm thinking he's probably the seventh best player on the team. And mm-hmm. Moody has kind of like fallen back. It looks like he's not really going to be uh, any anything that's important to the Warriors at all. Kind of like a Ty Jerome type of guy. <laughs> and that completely switched in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, right. And, you know, with, you know, I, I think with everything good and exciting to say about Moody, there's something uneasying to say about Kaminga. Um, because I remember seeing this video of him, you know, after his role got scaled back. He was he made no effort to mask how upset he was. And like like there's there's footage of Andre Iguodala having the like, you know, I don't know if it was consoling him or telling him to suck it up. You know, you're only you're 20 years old. You you know, it's like it's OK to not be a core part of a championship team at 20 years old. And you know, this dude's yeah. younger than me. Um, yeah. But, you know, he seems upset. And I saw, you know, and I, I really hope this is just ESPN uh, drama mongering, because if you think about it. That's what a lot of people at ESPN love to do. They love to drama monger, and yeah. I hope to be them one day. Um, but for as long as I'm on this, for as long as I'm on this podcast, I have a commitment to truth and unentitlement, and I will nice. uh, hold steadfast to that on this podcast. Um, anyways, you know, I, I really hope Kaminga, you know, doesn't request a trade. Um, I don't. I'm, I'm not super worried about him requesting a trade because I, I do think it is um, drama mongering from ESPN. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, uh, that's that's the thing also with this is, is you know, uh, Kaminga's future. We're talking about Kaminga's future here. Kaminga is on a rookie deal. He got yeah. drafted to the Warriors and he pretty yep. much has no say at all. Like, yeah, re- like, like you can't request to trade. The only thing he can possibly do is is sit out and choose not to play, which and would be terrible that, for his career. And he's also not going to get paid. So it's yep. like. Like yeah. what, he has, he has no say. I'm sorry, Jonathan. Right. Like I hope the best for his career too. And I think that the best thing for his career really is to stick it out with the Warriors and continue to get yeah, better. Not to, that like, he has much else of a choice. Yeah, exactly. Like that's what, that's all you can do. Like try right. to, try to, you know, get better at your role um, and try to be able to contribute when, when you can, like, you right. know, we're probably not going to have Jamichael Green next year. Thank God. Um, I don't know, man. You I, like, Yes, thank God, but like you, you got to be more polite than that because he he earned his flowers in game one, or game. He played very. No, what, he played. Was it game two? I think it was game two. I mean, yeah, the game that he started in, um, he played very well. He shot very well. Uh, yeah. That was the first time that ever happened. Right. Yeah, and maybe the last. Probably the last time that it's ever going yeah. to happen. So no. I'm, yeah. No, okay at at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. At the end of the day, I still don't want him back, but I'm not. You know, I'm not kicking him out by the seat of his pants. You know, I'm I'm waving him goodbye instead. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, we can we can also talk about you know the other player who I think is the difference. You know, that Jordan Poole mm-hmm. last year it goes to show how important he was to last yes. year's championship too. Because mm-hmm. when you when you play a, a playoff series like we did, and he just had no good games. There were no like Jordan Poole games where he came alive and gave us twenty five points or something, and you know was sniping from three. We realized that last year's championship run probably wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for those performances that yep. he had. Especially so, when Steph was out. For them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When he was out. So so thank you, Jordan Poole, for what you did last year. But the regression is so clear. 
You know, he he's mm-hmm. looked like a bad player on the court for a long time now, and we just got eliminated in the second round. So, what, what, what who's the problem? Um, I think it's you, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I mean, I think there there is purpose in establishing two different arguments here. One, whose fault was it? And two, does something need to be done? Something drastic need to be done about it? Um, yeah. I, I don't think there's much of an argument that Jordan Poole was the biggest difference. And, you know, it it's not unfair to put a lot of to put a lot of the blame on him, to square a lot of the blame on him. Um, mm-hmm. that being said, you know, if you think about it, last year was like low-key Jordan Poole's rookie year. Um, and just with you know, well, he played he played more games last year than he did the first two combined. And when you when you look at his role, you know, it's like it was, the first, it was the first time he had a role, um, okay, a meaningful role. You work with yeah. me here. Work with me, work with me here. Sure. Um, okay. And this, you know, for all intents and purposes, this this year feels like a sophomore slump. Um, and if he was thirty or thirty-two or thirty-one, and this happened, absolutely reason for concern. But he's twenty-four, I think. Um, give or take. You know, actually, I maybe twenty-three. Jordan Poole's my dad. I, I need to know exactly how old he is. That is important. Yes. Um, but yeah, he is. He's 23. You know, he turned he turns 24 in a month. So he will be 24 all of next season. He has, you know, three more years before he enters his prime. And I think if any franchise knows how to get the most out of a player and not press the panic button and how to get, you know, I'm starting to repeat myself, but how to get the most out of a player and, you know, how to get the best return on your investment into a player. It's the Warriors. And I think, you know, and whether they want to be or not, they are still committed to him for four more years and a huge payday. So they're gonna, you know, I think there is no reason to panic with pool. You know, there's, there's reason to obviously not feel great, but I don't think we need to panic. I don't think we need to shop him. I think we can put faith in him. You know, he's, you know, he's not going to be Steph Curry, but that's okay. We can't expect every prospect to be Steph Curry and do the amazing thing Steph Curry did. He can still be a valuable piece of a championship competing team. Um, that is a that's a, that's a valid take. I, I I appreciate your loyalty. Um, in this, I also know that Jordan Poole works very hard. That was something that they kept saying about him as he progressed last year was that he was the hardest worker on the team. He was putting in extra hours and like always putting up shots and and giving his all every day in practice. Um, however, I do not agree with you. I think we need to get this man off. Wow. I'm actually serious. Wow. Dude, it it is amazing how, how little it takes. Maybe not little, but I'm just, I don't know. It's, it it doesn't make me happy how easily you return to your rookie year. Jordan pool. Jordan pool. Yeah. That's the thing. We got to get, we got to get training for Pascal one for one. You know where it started. Like I was, (laughs) I was there. Like I watched that. And I hated Jordan Poole. Like Jordan Poole was the worst player probably in the league that year. Every time he was on the court, it was just, it was just bad. <laughs> and he, and you know, he, he really figured out, I think, I think this version of him is still a lot better than his rookie year, but oh yeah, the fact that I've now seen this kind of come back, like this really shitty version of Jordan Poole, like come back in a lot of ways, it just taints my view of him as being like a really good NBA player one day, you know, like, I know he's not like impervious to being garbage. Like there is a reality where Jordan Poole sucks. Like that is a reality. You know this now. 
And yes. we have them on the, we have right. the hook for $120 million over four years. And we're going to be happy. We have to pay. We have to pay Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Andrew Wiggins. So if we have five players, I mean, Jordan Poole, that are making more than $25 million a year, it ain't going to work. Like, so <laughs> if we, I think that if we can shop him, if there's anything out there that still believes in his potential to grow, it is time to do that. Because like I said before, I no longer believe in the two timelines thing. There is only one timeline that is Steph Curry. If we can get rid of Jordan Poole and get something that is going to help us compete for a championship right now and get that contract offer back, we need to do that, in my opinion. I don't know. I, I disagree because, you know, let's say that happens. Best case scenario, we squeeze another championship out of this core and then we suck for the next 15 years. Worst case scenario, we don't squeeze another championship out of this core and we suck for another 15 years. Okay. Um, yeah, but I do not believe that Jordan Poole is going to be the best player on a championship team. Not at all, but good thing NBA free agency exists. But that's what I'm saying is like, like, why would we, why would we, instead of trying to win a championship, like trying our best to win a championship with, with what we know is a championship caliber team bet on us having this role player for a future star that doesn't exist yet. So we can then contend in 10 to fifth in five to 10 years down the road. I think that's just like, that, that doesn't make any sense uh, from, from an NBA standpoint. Like you should try to win a championship. I think we all know this. If you have the players to win a championship, you should try to win a championship. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Rather than, than, you know, bet on a player like Jordan Poole, who is definitely not going to be the best player on, on your championship team. Might I'm not saying that he second, is. Might be the second best player on your championship. It's like, it's like if, um, you know, like, like you were, you were the Celtics, right. And, and, Jason Tatum was like old and you had Jalen Brown and you're like, actually, no, Jalen Brown's too good for this. You say, say you're, yeah. you have, you know, you have Josh Giddy like on your team <laughs> and you're like, no, we can't, we can't go. But out there's a different, there's a difference though. I mean, here's the thing. Kevin you, Durant, you yourself. Like, okay. If, if I will, I will trade, I'll trade Jordan Poole for Katie. That's, I, I don't want know. Yeah. No, but here, here's here's my issue. You know, you yourself said it that Jordan Poole is capable of playing a very uh, an essential an essential role in a championship team. Yes. Why are we going to trade that away? Because we need we didn't do it last year. He did not do it last year, and he's worth just much money now. I don't know. Like, here's my thing: just because he didn't, you know, just because he didn't do it this year, you know, it's it, it's like this. This happens. This happens, man. You know, but, but we're, we're limiting ourselves bad years. in we're limiting ourselves in the, in the cap. Like if we keep Jordan pool, we're going to have to lose someone else, right? Like how are we going to keep, we're gonna, our, our, our bill is just going to keep going up, right? Like next year, his contract kicks in. Draymond's no, well, might yeah, take yeah. that player option. He might have to sign a bigger contract. We're looking to extend clay. Like we're going to have to play like completely bottom tier role players. Like we're not going to be able to pay Dante DiVincenzo. We're not gonna be able to pay Gary Payton is $8 million a year. I'd rather yeah. have Gary Payton than Jordan Poole right now. Considering contracts or not considering contracts? You have to consider the contracts. No, sorry. Not even considering the contracts. I think oh. that right now, Gary Payton is a more important player than Jordan Poole. I, I, dude, I, I think you are, dude, I, I don't know. I, I, th I think saying that is super reactionary. 
No, that's not even that's not that's not even a bad take at all. Like he was even if you take out the playoffs, which Jordan Poole was was just garbage throughout the entire playoffs. He was a negative player on our team throughout this playoff run. That's true. Last year, Gary Payton was so important defensively to the team that I would I would say that their their contribution to the championship was like it was on the same tier, like J- Jordan Poole's contribution offensively, Gary Payton's contribution defensively. And then you add in the fact that Jordan Poole has regressed and Gary Payton was great in the time that he was there. He was injured for like the entire time. He came back yeah, and then he played yeah, great. But, but, it's, but it's not like Gary Payton, it, you know, very clearly Gary Payton didn't do as well or as clearly he wasn't as impactful as he was last year. Because if he was, the Warriors would have done better. You know, it's like, I feel, I feel like you're holding them to different standards. That's not true. No, I, I think that Gary Payton was as impactful this year as he was last year. I, I don't think so. I, I think I think it would have reflected differently in how – I mean, I, no, how, I'll, I'll how tell you how. It's because, it's because look at D'Angelo Russell in this series, right? D'Angelo Russell in game one where we didn't, we didn't have Gary Payton on D'Angelo Russell. He had like 27 points. We add D'Angelo Russell onto Gary Payton – oh, sorry. Gary Payton onto D'Angelo Russell for game two. Gary Payton gets two points. And then throughout the rest of the series, you look at his like his total guarded by Gary, Gary Payton, Payton or D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell guarded by Gary Payton. He ends up going like three for fifteen. Yeah, who for, got like, two the points? rest of the series? Uh, D'Angelo Russell. Okay, you said you said Gary Payton earlier. That's not what I meant. Okay, yeah. Uh, no, Gary, Gary Payton and and he was scoring. He was scoring too. You know, mm-hmm. Like, but I think he's he's just very very impactful to take away, um, uh, you know, anyone you really want on the other team who's less who's below six six, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and and Jordan I mean, Poole is a defensive liability. He allows for the other team to get going. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, the the Warriors have not gotten where they've gone the past nine years by being reactionary. They've gotten where they've been by being smart and calculated, and you know, sticking with their investments and making sure that they get the most out of their investments. And yeah, I, Jordan is not a proven. Like play, he's had one really good season. He's had one really bad season. It's not like if you know Draymond had a bad season, which happens sometimes. Happened to, where Draymond had a bad season. Happened a couple you times. Have, you have you have you know six or seven you know amazing seasons to back it up, and you know Draymond's a good player. I saw Jordan Poole's first year in the league and his second year in the league, and then I saw him get good for a year, and then I saw him be bad again. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like. Like Jordan Poole hasn't proven to me that he is going to be good next year. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Jordan Poole will be good next year? Like, will he will he be like as good as he was last year? Next year, um, I think he will be an an above average, and you know, I, I think he will. I think he'll produce, um, and I think he will contribute positively. You think he'll be worth twenty five million dollars? Um. I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard to say with how inf- you know inflated NBA salaries are today. Um, I also think you are you know, let's you you I I would like to hear you clarify your argument a little bit more on whether he's how how much of your argument is he's not worth the money because it seems like it's about more than that to you. Um, I think that in terms of trading him, my argument is completely about he's not worth the money. Um. However, the yeah, the cap space. However, this year, I would have preferred that he wasn't even on the team for for this playoff run. You know what I mean? Like he was just bad. Yeah, I mean it's you know hindsight's twenty twenty, but like true. I don't know, true. and you know it's 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 like the the Warriors the Warriors are a team that put it together, and you know 
this is the first time in nine years that we that we lost without an excuse other than or didn't make it to the finals without an excuse i should say um and you know that's that's not normal um well that, that's Draymond that's got, very Draymond that's very entitled yes Draymond Draymond got got, yeah yeah that's true that's true so. we would yeah 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 um um but no um i don't know it's there are only so many players in the league who have done what jordan Poole has done and that's be a essential role player in a championship team and the warriors at the end of the day the warriors you know the warriors are very very good at making sure that players do do <laughs> what they can do interesting what do you think about tyler hero because he's kind of in a very similar situation to jordan Poole, where you know they had a you know conference championship run with Tyler Hero. And then he got paid. And, and, the and then he took that. a step back. Uh, well, that's a I don't know that championship it's... as in they won the they won their conference championship to make it to the finals. That's what I mean. <laughs> yes. Well, it, well, yeah, and then and then made it back to the conference championship last year when he was playing better. Um, well, yeah, um, I don't know. I I don't think it's fair to make a verdict on him because he was hurt this whole playoffs. And you know, the Heat. The Heat have kind of earned the right to say it doesn't matter what happens in the regular season. That's true. They definitely have. Um, um, so I, I wouldn't be worried about – well, I think it would be okay to worry about Hero because of injury. But, you know, young players, it's not necessary to expect and hold young players accountable for being, you know, remarka- you know remarkably consistent and consistently remarkable. Yeah, so true. That is so deep. <laughs> that is. Can we get fifty yeah. likes? Can we get fifty likes? Yes. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Jordan Jordan Poole is a certified bucket getter. OG that boy, nice, and he <laughs> is a he is a uh he he has he's won a championship with the Warriors, and the Warriors would have would have one less championship without him. Okay. Let um, me. Here's another interesting thought experiment. Let's say Jordan Poole. You know, last game of the regular season got hurt, is out for the whole playoffs. Do you think the Warriors win a championship? I do you think Jordan Poole's absence? Do you think Jordan Poole's absence propels the Warriors past the Lakers? And then I'm not gonna lie further. I do think there's a there's a game or two that we win that we that we wouldn't have. You know, like we had we had a game winning shot that Jordan Poole took and he Jordan Poole also played Jordan Poole played great that game. That was that was his only good game. But then he also and if, and, if, and if you take Jordan Poole out of that equation, I don't think it's that close in the first place. Okay, we still lost because he missed the last shot. But um, I think there are a couple games that we would win. I'm not saying we would win the championship this year, mm-hmm. but I think that we make it farther than Game Six against the Lakers. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, you know, just cir- circling back, you know, in in the same way, it's hard to win a playoff series when you miss a lot of shots. You know, losing, you know, the Warriors were three possessions away from winning this series in six games. And yeah. that's 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 not to, you know, that that's not to take anything away from the Lakers as much as I want to. You know, that's not to take anything away from them because, you know, part of winning playoff series is, is winning close games. Um, yeah. But, you know, when when you, you know, those two games were essentially a four game swing because, you know, that's handing two games to the Lakers that could have very easily been Warriors games. And it's you, you yeah. can't expect to win a series when you lose two close games. 
That is very true. That is a very large part of, of why we lost this series. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's okay for us to agree to disagree on Jordan Poole. We'll see what happens. Uh, I don't think that we can do this cap like where, where we are right now, like yeah. adding all the money that we're doing next year. Like something is going to happen this offseason. Someone is going to. I That sucks. <laughs> Yeah, something's gonna happen. It, you know, it might be Draymond, it might be Clay, might be might be cool. I hope it's cool. Um, what do you think? What, what do you think is the best case scenario for the Warriors going into this free agency slash offseason? To finagle away to keep the band together. So keep everyone on the team and just pay like hella money. Mm-hmm. It's not my money. I mean, that's facts. Like if, I don't care. You know, if, I don't I don't I don't I, I don't care how much money Joe Lacob <laughs> has to pay because it's not mine. <laughs> Completely agree with that. If Joe Lacob will pay, that's the best case scenario. You're right. Yeah, we just pay everyone, and then we also sign <laughs> yeah. like a bunch of better players. Yeah, we just keep we, we trade we trade um uh uh Gui Santos for Giannis one for one. <laughs> that's the best case scenario. No, don't don't sit on Gui Santos. Bro. He's next up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, um. Yeah. Do you think? I mean, this is this is the question that everyone's asking: Is the dynasty over? No. That's so dumb. Good, good. Was, yeah, like, yeah. look at how how Steph Curry played. He got fifty points in Game Seven against against the the Kings. Like, like mm-hmm. Steph Curry is still a top five player in the league. As long as you have a top five player in the league, your dynasty run is not over. Steph Curry, he has not regressed yet. Knock on wood. But he, yeah, it hasn't wow. happened. That is so, that is incredibly ballsy of you to say that out loud. I, I knocked on wood. <laughs> if he knocks on the wood, um, yeah. But like. I don't think that one off season is going to change very much. You know what I mean? Like it's it's easier to. I don't know that 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 happens a lot in the NBA. Where one season really like I, I don't think so. Like Steph Curry is playing as well as he's ever. Oh, played. you just mean he's for Steph? Always. I'm just talking about Steph. Yeah. Sorry, I thought I thought you meant for the the whole team. I'm like really because teams. No, 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 no. Blow no, it I, up I, very. That's <laughs> like that. That no. can happen. Like that, that absolutely can happen. That's not. I'm just saying about Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah. Like no, it's no, easy yeah. to say, oh, you know, 35 year old Steph. That's when he. That's when he starts to fall off, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna think about that. I'm gonna think about how he played, you know, three months before, like, or 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 six months before. Like he's not getting. He's not aging like rapidly. Like. You know, yeah. like, like he's not—he's not like on that 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 uh, beach in that movie old. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, that's not yeah, what's yeah. happening. He's still yeah. going to be Steph Curry next year, so the dynasty is not over. Right? Yeah. I mean, I don't think the dynasty is over either. That's not to say I think we do get another championship out of this group. I—I I think it's—I obviously think it's possible. I think it's even likely. Um, maybe not even likely, but you know, it's it's realistic enough to root for it. Um. Um, whether or not we actually get one or not, I expect us to compete for at least one more. Um, what our team looks like next season though, it's, it's, ugh. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm so used to the Warriors being able to retain everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I just can't even, I can't even picture a reality where we don't, even though that that's more realistic than I want to admit. Um, in order for me to make a prediction, honestly, I, I think I, you know, I, I I am guilty of not having done my research before this episode, but I, I do think I need to take a deeper look and, and research more into the Warriors cap situation. Um, to yeah, to, it's always know, tough. Yeah, to to it's accurately the Warriors too, because because we we're, we've been so far over the cap because we have all these you know, because right. we drafted all these players. Like everyone is a draft pick, so that's how right. we continue to 
like exploit the cap. Like, right, I don't know yeah. how it's going to work. It's probably going to work out in some way that we don't even understand. Yep. Yeah, I think I think my conclusion is I don't think the Warriors will trade any trade any meaningful pieces away by choice. I think the you know I I think it's you know I, I'm struggling for it here. I think it's realistically possible that they you know send out a piece or don't retain a piece only because they have to. But I don't think the Warriors willingly part way with any of their pieces. That is my conclusion. That's valid. I, I would say that's probably true about Steph, Clay, and Dre. I really don't think – I think that they're going to do everything that they possibly can to keep Steph, Clay, and Dre. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think we'll see with the other guys. Yeah, obviously Draymond's situation uh, is probably going to require the most immediacy um, from everything I've heard. Not everything I've heard, but I've I've heard enough to believe that he's probably going to opt out. Um, I just think that makes the most sense for him. Um, I think he'll get more money this offseason than he will next offseason. So he's probably going to opt out. Um, and uh, the nice thing is the Warriors are going to know exactly what they need to do to keep him. Um, and But, you know, it, it sounds like there are some people who think that uh, that they're not going to give it to him, um, which would suck. Um, but I, I think at the end of the day, um, they they will uh, give Draymond what he wants to stay. Um, I would just, I, I would like to be a little bit more confident in that. Um, but I think at the end of the day, um, he's going to get his offer to stick around. Um, another huge free agent for the Warriors is Bob Myers. Um, and you know, his, his contract is up and I got a, I got an ESPN notification today saying he was torn about whether to stay or not. And I, I'm honestly a little offended by that because you have maybe the the best job in sports right now. You you get to be the general manager of one of basketball's best dynasties, and you've done such a good job. I don't understand why you would leave. It doesn't make any sense for me. Um, but, you know, if, if he leaves, that's just a vacancy for the position I want. Um, but, you know, whether whether it's me or Bob Myers calling the shots next year, um, I would I would prefer it be one of us two. But shall we move on? Um, I think that that might be enough, uh, somber enough grief counseling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sad, but it's, okay. um, yeah, no, yeah. I, I was, you know, when, when we were doing our long and, you know, thorough prep meeting for this podcast, um, I, I sort of realized it's way less fun to make NBA predictions when they don't involve your team. Um, yeah, right. And, but you know, we have a duty, um, and an unentitled one at that. Um, and the nice thing is, you know, this is going to be really competitive basketball, um, you know, with yep. these four teams left. Um, this is the first time in a long time where I feel like any four of these teams could win a championship. Um, yeah. You know, totally. I, I think, I think, you know, um, the way I sort of, you know, we'll all get more into detail. The way I sort of see it now is obvious, obviously uh, Miami and LA are both better than their seed suggests, but at the end of the day, they are those seeds for a reason. And Boston and uh, Denver are also the seeds that they are for a reason. And I don't know if, you know, I don't know if it's fair to call them Cinderella stories because at the end of the day, both LA and Miami are more talented and just better than their seeds suggest. But I think this might be where what Miami and LA have struggled with this season. You know, I don't know if they're going to be able to beat 
these two very, very good teams. Um, but that being said, you know, obviously, you know, theoretically, you know, each team has a 25% chance to win the championship at this point because there are four teams, mm-hmm. but that's not how sports works. But still, I don't see any team with more than or much more of a 30% chance of winning the championship. That's how even I see it. Yeah, I think that's that's fair to say. I would agree. I, th- I think that if it was a different matchup, like I'd say if we had if we had if these were the matchups, right? If it was if it was Denver versus Miami and it was Boston versus LA, I think it's easy. I think Boston beats LA, Denver beats Miami, right? But I think LA matches up pretty well with Denver and I think mm-hmm. that um, Miami could actually do something about against Boston. Um, yeah, I mean they they've given us several great playoff series over the past couple of years. Totally. So, you know, I'm really excited for this, for this playoffs. I agree with you that it is definitely anybody's championship at this point. I hope to God it's not, the which Lakers, is refreshing. And I'd, yeah. <laughs> I'd really not like it to be the Celtics um, either. So yeah. I'm, I'm really okay with, with the nuggets and, 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 and the heat. Um, like I explained on the last podcast, my original pick to win the championship this year was the Denver nuggets. I'm a huge nuggets truther. Um, and that's my pick. Uh, so if you had to bet on one team, do you think, who are you thinking in Celtics or my guess would be it's either Celtics or Nuggets that you'd be betting on. Um, and which one do you think uh, has a better, better chance? Um, Celtics, um, because I think having finals experience really helps. Um, Mm -hmm. that being said though, I am seeing some, uh, some similar, some similarities between Giannis and Jokic because, you know, Giannis wins two MVPs in a row. Voter fatigue kicks in. He doesn't win MVP. So what does he do? He goes and wins the championship. Yeah. Yo, I mean, and Jokic is on that path. Um, And, yeah. you know, and this is, you know, going back to what I said last episode and previous episodes, I'm finally, but I'm, I'm finally willing to accept that the Nuggets are legit because right. they smacked aside the Suns. Um, yes. So the Nuggets are legit now. I, I, I am not, I am not doubting on the Nuggets anymore this season. Um, Now, granted, if they, if they lose to the Lakers, the Nuggets completely revert back to that for me. Um, I think if they make it to the finals and lose in the finals, I'm, I'm, I'll still buy in on them. But the Nuggets do have to beat the Lakers in order for me to retain um, retain my my endorsement. Um, yeah, that's fair. I Honestly, I would agree. I would say if they lose to the Lakers, I'm going to not really frauds. think of them as a great team anymore. Like- right. Well, and then they're stuck in the same boat as the Suns and the Clippers, you know, and and the Sixers, just all the teams who never get it done. Yeah, that would be true. I, I, they would have had too many runs in the playoffs and nothing to show for it. Yeah, um, and then we'd have to say, you know, this team isn't isn't that good. The Jazz, but yeah. but I trust that this team is is built in a way that they can win a yep. championship this year. Um, I have them beating the Lakers in a series, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, I'm really excited, and I also really hope that they do. I just, you know, I would yeah. I would like. Yeah. Real I can't I win. can't let I can't let the Lakers touch what we touched last year you know no I mean it would just be so awful like just also also the the thought of the regular the regular season you know like how you yeah. could possibly start out as terrible as they did and it, it's, looks dis- it's disrespectful awful. of basketball and then somehow win a championship it's just like that would just be crazy to me so um I would rather yeah. have the team that was dominating yeah, make the West me sick. all year mm-hmm. uh win a championship this year. Um, yeah. I have friends in Denver. They would definitely be giving me shit for not winning a championship mm-hmm. and for them winning a championship. I'm okay with that though. Um, because I, I like their team. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah long, long story I, short, I sorry. Um, but just long story short, I think, you know, after the longest time of not thinking this, I finally think that Denver's ready to take the next step. And I think they will. Cool. Um, yeah, so so I think that we're both predicting a uh, Nuggets-Celtics final. You would mm-hmm. take the Celtics in that matchup. I'm taking the Nuggets in that matchup. I think that that's mm-hmm. okay. Um, and we'll see how wrong we are. Yep. Yeah. Heat yeah. over Lakers it is. <laughs> yes. Dude, that would be um, sick. I would, I, I would be okay with that. Like like the Heat yeah. winning over the – I also kind of want the Heat to win because going from a – like, oh, no, uh, a 10 seed. No, were they 9 seed or 10 seed? I can't remember. They – well, so they finished the season as the either the seven or the eight seed, but then oh. lost. Oh, they oh. lost to Atlanta in the first round of the play-in, and then squeaked back in at the eight. I see. Um, in fact, I think they finished the regular season as the seven seed, but got bumped down to the eight seed because they lost that play-in game to Atlanta. Okay, well, even even coming from an eight seed, in, in any case, like just a play-in team, yeah, play-in team beating the other plan team but we don't have to talk about that like that, that one, <laughs> that's a fraudulent plan and... yeah yeah the plan what yeah it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah okay um <laughs> uh moving on uh there's a guy in the league yeah i i, I actually lucas can i introduce this segment because i've i've been thinking about Please. it Please. so i remember on our last episode we said Goodbye and good riddance to the Mem- to the Memphis Grizzlies until October unless something happens and interesting happens in the offseason and they have, you know, they gave us a week and something interesting has happened in the, you know it is their offseason mm. um John Morant has brandished a firearm on Instagram live for the second time this calendar year bro this is so dumb like that that I, one I know. like when he have you seen the whole have you seen the video of what happened um i i yes, i don't know if I, I don't know if I, I i i don't know if i've seen the whole video but i saw the part of the video where he goes uh, okay yeah, yeah yeah so so i mean what what happens in, in the video right is it's it's him and his friend or right? his friends in the driver's seat he's in the passenger seat his friend is clearly showing that he's on instagram live like so he he shows john yeah. Ryan, it's not like, like he got caught with his pants down like no and then and, and he they're like rapping along to the song and then he holds up a gun with his with his fingers like a finger gun this uh-huh. guy holds up a finger gun and then he shows john Morant for for a half a second holding up <laughs> a big ass gun and then <laughs> Then he's like, oh shit. Then like like pulls it back and, and, and shows himself. And he's like, he knows he messed up. And then he ends the live. So for Jaw to un to realize that his friend is on Instagram live and then choose to pull out a gun again. Yeah. Like that is that is comedic, bro. That is yeah. like potentially the I funniest mean, thing in comedy history. You know, when when you know cele- professional athletes and celebrities do stupid shit, there's there's always the two, there's always the two arguments. You know, one is Oh, he's, you know, he's a fucking knucklehead. He's a bonehead. He's an idiot. He, you know, he, he's stupid. And the other one's, oh, he's just, you know, he's a troubled person. He has issues, but he's going to work on them. He deserves, yeah. you know, to be treated, you know, like like someone, you know, this is, you know, that this isn't representative of his character. Um, And I think after the first time this happened and how Jaw sort of scaled it back after it happened, I really think that second argument was shining yeah. through. And this, you know, oh, my God, the whole, the whole building just crumbled down. Now I I don't I I can't and I can't possibly see anybody endorsing the you know he's a good person who made a bad decision he's going through his rough times he deserves to be treated with you know compassion and forgiveness no I I think it is fair and accurate to label him as just a a an idiot who makes I, stupid I think decisions that, that's, that is valid too like like I I think that his, this decision is not reflective of his character as just someone who's not smart 
Or I agree. It was it was crazy how last year when it happened, or like this this season when it happened, you know, they took the time specifically to like let him, you know, think about it and like go through like a rehab process. Of yeah, like no he went to rehab showing. for this. Yeah, like like his whole like thing was that I am, am moving on from showing guns on Instagram Live. I am mm-hmm. a changed person. I will not yeah. do something like this again. <laughs> yeah, all <laughs> that I, for it to as, yeah. Was an actual addiction to that, to showing guns <laughs> right. on Instagram Live. I'm addicted. To, yeah, he he did the work that was to overcome an addiction. Yep. And then he relapsed, and it's yeah. it's not even a real addiction. So it's <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. No, he it. he's he's addicted. He's addicted to being a fake gangster. Yeah, I you know it's tough. Hey man, um, he lost out on a lot of money. You know he didn't make the all NBA team this year, which made it so that he cannot sign the Supermax contract, which is, I, I thought he already, a, I thought he already signed his extension though. He signed an extension, but then there was an eligibility clause where he can make a lot more. If he was to, if he was to okay. get a, um, an all NBA team uh, this year. And I know that that didn't happen. And I think that that's very much due to the fact that he pulled out a gun on Instagram live. Yeah. So it already cost him like, you know, more than probably 40, 30, 40 yeah, probably eight, eight digits of money. Yeah, a, a whole lot of money. And now I do not see a world where the NBA doesn't put a fat suspension on him. Like he's yeah. he's not going to play for the first month in my in my at least. Know, I, I believe he's not going to be, you know, the NBA cannot let this slide. Like they punished him. Oh, no. Now what happened I mean, again. I don't know, dude. I like realistically, I wouldn't be shocked if he gets suspended, you know, this isn't, you know, this is just a gut feeling. This isn't me, you know, using my inside sources to, which I have, um, to make this right. claim. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, like honestly, like, yeah. you know, he, he got suspended eight games for the first time it happened. I could see him getting suspended for half a season. Yeah, I could see that too. I could, I could definitely see half a season. Um, they might even go harder. I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that they would take out John Moran for an entire year. But yeah, the NBA no, I does think love the, M- the, NBA the NBA needs John Morant to, to play a little this season. Yeah, that's true. But they do love to like also be the righteous team, you know, the righteous organization. They want to yeah. show that they're, you know, a, a good people or whatever. Um, in any case, he's going to lose a lot of money. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. And and, you know, um, you know, I, I think, you know, John Morant will play this season because he is so important to the Fortnite kid market, um, which which, you know. A lot of a lot of parents' monies go to buying those jerseys. Um, so maybe maybe he was just uh, holding up the new Fortnite gun. Yes, yes. This is a new weapons drop for Fortnite. It was a promo. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, yeah, jo- yeah. My my prediction: John Morant will be out of the league in two years' time, but will become a globally ranked <laughs> Fortnite player. That would be pretty sick. Yeah, honestly. and streamer. Yeah, yeah. Well, what Let's if, talk he, about what if he just like becomes like a huge like gang like kingpin? And just like <laughs> excels in that other field, like yes, maybe this just isn't his passion. He's his he's passion simply is... having a career conflict. Yes, it's exactly. okay. <laughs> let him he, let him figure it out. <laughs> he's a talented guy. He can probably excel yes. in anything that he wants to do. Yep. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyways, you know, I I think you know, um, it you know, it's for Warriors fans. It's a good thing the Grizzlies are looking as you know butt fucked as they are. Um, because if they weren't, they'd be running their mouths about yes. how, about, about the fact that the Warriors lost, even though they didn't beat them, you know, even yeah. though that they lost to the same team that beat them, you know, like if, 
if the Grizzlies lose respectively to the Lakers and, you know, John Morant and Dylan Brooks's future in this league aren't in question, they are probably blowing up social media now that the Warriors are done. But luckily, they have to keep their mouths shut, um, which silver lining. Yeah, thank God. Because, you know, I, th- I think that there was a point last year and then maybe also this year where I really felt like the number one rival of the Warriors was no longer the Lakers. It was the Grizzlies. Uh-huh. I felt like the Grizzlies were my my least favorite team. And if there was any team that I could, I could wish, you know, the worst thing to happen to, yeah. it would be the Grizzlies. And luckily, that all went great. However... <laughs> The Lakers came back and then they yeah. knocked us out. Of so I yeah. don't really know how to feel. Um, I think I'm just going to chill on, on the hate for the Grizzlies because <laughs> I got what I wanted. And now, <laughs> yeah. and now I don't want, now, now you I don't, you don't, you don't want to kick an injured dog. Yeah, exactly. Now I have to think about his well being as a, as a person and no longer <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. God, it, 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 su- it sucks that we now have to consider humanity and you know, the aspect that this is bigger than basketball for real <laughs> it, it's real it's really hard being this unentitled i know <laughs> <laughs> but we uh we, we forge on yes we do all right um lucas uh interrupt me if there's anything else you wanted to go over but i believe this just about wraps up uh episode 16 um you know we we enter a grieving stage and a grieving period and a period of uncertainty um so uh if the lessons of Warriors fans and uh, Memphis Grizzlies personnel has taught us anything. It's to check up on your loved ones and uh, really, really emphasize the importance of mental health because very clearly uh, a lot of, a lot of people in the basketball community are going through it. Uh, So support your loved ones and we will see you for episode 17.